business, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? Like many of us, I'm sure you're feeling it. Business is hard. And now more than ever, you need to have a plan to help your business not just survive, but thrive. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a, growth, a business growth strategist on a mission with a, with a twisted tongue. <laughs> I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for a future exit. Because an exit worth selling, a business worth selling is also a business worth owning. I want to share strategies that I've earned and learned on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have something to share with you. I've got five ways that you can turn your business into one worth selling right now. Go pick that up on my website at trajectorybiz.com. I'm really excited to have my guest today, uh, a Canadian, uh, Aristotle, Aristotle. How do I say that, sir? Aristotle. Okay, Desco. Um, Aristotle is the founder of One Day CEO, and he helps business owners remove themselves from daily operations without sacrificing revenue by using scalable systems. For the last 10 years, he's been coaching businesses to scale their operations twice as fast with half the cost. Using systems that he's used with corporations like Cisco, Kraft, IBM, and unicorns like Hootsuite, and many startups. Now he's on a mission to help us, the small and medium-sized business owners, to run their operations on autopilot without overburn. Welcome to Profit with a Plan. Hey, good to be here. Thank you so much. So, um, all right. We all know that, um, you know, as I mentioned in my comment, running your business is hard and, you know, trying to get the operations and managing that is even harder to get it done while doing all the eight other things that you have to do in your business. So what are some of the, um, what are some of the things we need to look at when we're looking at systems or even better yet, what systems, what things do we need to systematize? Um, so, you know, many people ask me about specific tools, but it's not necessarily about the tools in itself. The tools are just, it's just that. They're just tools that are meant to bring into our attention the right numbers and the right status of, uh, of our businesses. So when we're looking at our businesses, it's more important to understand what are those inflection points? What are those critical points that define the current stage and the progress that we want to see towards our, uh, towards our future of our business? So I would say that the most important thing is to really understand what are those stages that our customers go through in, in the process in our business, and then what are the goals for the business in itself, and how those numbers change over time, I would say. So starting from marketing that just shows, you know, from, that's the most important, right? Like that's the, the blood of a business, <laughs> yeah. really understanding uh, the client journey. So from the client, how they get in contact with you, how you deliver, uh, the product that, that they need and how it really helps them. And then furthermore into um, upselling them or, um, or any other goals that you have for them or for your business to track that growth. I love it. You know, I think that, um, you know, you, you mentioned the most important part is marketing because if you're not running your business or if you're not out there telling people about your business, then your business is never going to succeed. So let's talk about one of those systems that maybe you put in place for marketing and then we can try some other conversations uh, as we go along. Um, in, it depends a lot on the type of business that you have 
to sure. define the the right marketing strategy that that you have. But to the to the bare bone, it it boils down to um, to a conversion from a stranger into a lead, from a lead into an opportunity, into someone that is really actively interested in your product, then getting into um, and then getting them into a client. And depending on the on the on the marketing funnel that you have for your business, on your marketing uh, strategy that you have, whether it's paid, whether there it's you know social media based organic marketing, whether it's you know affiliate only or through referrals and recommendation, you have different different points where you track those numbers and exactly um, intermediate points that show you the progress of those. For example, if you're, if you're just doing ads, that you have specific metrics for those. You have the click-through rate, you have you know, how many people actually enter their email address into or, or fill the form, depending on what you have on your, um, on your ad. If you're doing social, uh, social media more organic marketing, that it's about you know, how many posts did you post, what are the reactions or the engagement that you did. So those activities that you do um, specific for, for a specific marketing campaign or marketing approach that you have, they define different numbers that you track, but high level, they're the same you know, sales, uh, sales stage um, metrics for the business. There's from you know, strangers to leads, from leads to opportunity, from opportunity uh, to, um, to customers basically. Okay, so that's great. We're talking about numbers, but let's talk about systems. So how do we, is, is there some sort of system that we want to put in place to track those numbers or follow those numbers up? Because we all know you got to know your numbers. You got to know yeah. what you're doing in it. But, but in relation to systems, what kind of system would I put in place maybe to ensure that the, that the marketing money I'm investing is actually producing the results that I'm looking for? Yeah. So from my experience, people get very easily distracted by a bunch of tools. So I would say that the, that the, the best bet that you have is configuring the tool that you're actually using to do marketing to throw back those numbers. For example, if you're doing, um, if you're doing Facebook ads or Google um, or Google AdWords or any other platform that you're using for generating those, those leads, try to use any features that they have in their platform to show you exactly what those numbers are. And with, for example, with Facebook Ads Messenger. Uh, um, Facebook Ads Manager, you can configure over there. You know. Um, uh, custom conversions, and based on that, you can configure specific uh, metrics like cost of a lead, cost of acquisition, cost of a book call, or any other metrics that actually matter uh, for your business. So my suggestion is try to use whatever metrics and numbers and reports the tool that you're actively using for marketing is is offering you. And Secondary would be, you know, to use any other integrations if you want to to bring those numbers into, I don't know, a, a bigger context or across departments. If if you as a business owner or you want to see multiple departments and all their metrics in the single place and you want to do it more automatic, you can pull that information with integrations or API connection, custom coding, or even manual. But that should be basically secondary. First and foremost, try to use the tools that are given to you exactly by that platform. Now, of course, for things like organic marketing, 
what tools you can use. Well, you should use the tool that is the easiest for you <laughs> to make possible the tracking. So I would say if a pen and paper is the first line of defense <laughs> for you, so that you don't forget to track your numbers, then put it in that on that sheet of paper. And then depending on, on what the overall approach for your business, whether you're using Google spreadsheets, whether you're using a CRM, whether you, depending on what you're using as a business, um, try to track those. I, me personally, I like to use a tool code, uh, called Coda.io. It's like a smart document. The reason for which I use that one is because I'm a geek when it comes to numbers and <laughs> tools and integrations. I want to have everything calculated automatically. And that is a, a really easy way for me to do it. But again, Love I it. still go through uh, through uh, the same teachings that I do myself. I track everything in Facebook. I'm looking at the numbers that, you know, organic marketing, like, you know, the Facebook studio dashboards are offering me. Those are the first line in defense. And then I would say at least a Google spreadsheet or something like that to aggregate more information across the company or a CRM if you want to get fancier or something more custom. Uh, but I wouldn't suggest that for a business owner to get into. The more specialized and low level you get, the more the focus you get from the purpose of marketing in itself. Love it. And and you shouldn't be doing all that yourself as a business owner. You need to have a team to do that. So exactly. uh, I, I, I love that. Yeah, because there is a lot of, you know, you can get lost in the weeds, but there are a lot of numbers and, and details that you need to understand in that phase of that, um, of that client journey uh, to be able to see if that money being invested is getting a return, right? You're getting exactly. the clients. So if I'm spending a thousand dollars, just round number a thousand dollars out, I better be getting at least a thousand dollars worth of business coming in from it. Or maybe you should not be doing that, um, that type yeah, of definitely. activity. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a, a short period of time, but it shouldn't be a year and you're still not getting that thousand dollars back. So <laughs> this is yeah. <laughs> going down a rabbit hole here, but um so, so this is a great system and I love these systems for, for running your business to know that how am I getting clients coming in and what am I paying for that? And what is that resulting for and putting it even down on a simple piece of paper? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But, but utilizing the tools that, that the companies that are help generating those referrals for you are bringing in. Awesome. Awesome system and, and simple, right? We, yeah, don't wanna, well, we don't want to make it so convoluted that I have to have someone manage my systems to make sure it gets done. So I like that. Exactly. Yeah, you want to okay. use everything that it's having on to you. Usually what we add on top, it's usually not that relevant anyway. So the core <laughs> of the things, they track it anyway, yeah. Okay. So now we've got the we've we've looked at our marketing. So there are many there are many operational sections or or divisions inside your business. So we worked on marketing. What would be the next operational area that we want to look at and create systems in? Um, the next one, I, I usually emphasize the delivery. The delivery being the, the component of your business operation that has to do with integrating the service that you have with the client. Now, mm. sometimes that's very minimum. Sometimes it's very advanced. For example, for an agency, that's a very complicated and a huge component of the business in itself for course creators or for um, or SaaS platforms like a software as a service 
um, that is minimum because they build the platform, the user is just using it, they just have a little bit of support. So it depends on how much uh, your team is engaged on, uh, on applying your product into the day-to-day activity of your client. That's how much that delivery team needs to be involved. Nice. Okay, so um, yeah, let's so. go. Let's go down with an example on that. So, say you've got, um, say you've got an accounting firm or an attorney um, that is example. working yeah. closely. Let's let's go with the accounting firm. They're working closely with the client on multiple times during the year. The data is being transferred back and forth. What kind of systems do you want to have in place for that? Um, over there, it has to do with the with the goals that the customer has in place, or with the goal that that you have for your customer in place as well. So I would say that the most important thing over there is having a strategy for your client. The same way, like you have a strategy for yourself for your own business, in the same way, your client should have a strategy and specific numbers in itself. And those numbers are usually, or at least a subset of those numbers for their business are the ones that you can influence yourself. So just like any service, in your mind has to be something really quantifiable about what result you have to offer for your client. So I would say that's where everything starts when it comes to the delivery, is what are the results that your client is supposed to have and make sure that you have a plan and a strategy in place to achieve those numbers for them. So have a goal attached to it, you should have a few uh, KPIs, a few targets regularly updated on a yearly basis and then down to a quarterly basis and then some check-ins every week and a pulse every day even. But the numbers in itself, I would say, keep an eye on them on a weekly basis for sure. And the targets are being set up for, let's say, quarterly or something like that. Um, and you have to have that in front of your customer basically all the time. Because if you get into the nitty gritty of, uh, yeah, you have to enter these uh, invoices or you have to add a new category in your accounting system. If you go, if you go to, the, to the little tasks in itself and you miss the big picture about, okay, but what is the number? What is something that really tells me that I'm successful? Not having the right categories in accounting is telling you that you're successful, but um, having a good PL is telling you that you're successful. Having a specific, uh, you know, ratio of you know how much time your time your your team is spending you as a service provider to help that client deliver uh, reach their targets. That's another thing that it really matters. So everything boils down to those numbers that define success for your client which are being influenced by your service. And that's what you have to track and break down how am I gonna achieve those targets for the client? How, the, how will the client achieve those targets? And you work together with them to define exact strategy, like little projects and tasks. And depending on the level of involvement that you have uh, with your client, you, you may have to provide some accountability over there. You know, it's a difference between- A little bit of coaching, right? To do. Yeah. I mean, it's a difference between just telling them what to do, advising them. And, and this is where it's, it's the limitation of the extent to which your business service goes as far as, uh, as, far as this, your offer stands. Or you can be, no, I, I, I am on the hook for bringing them results. That means that I'm not just going to tell them, well, okay, now you have your goals defined. Now we have a strategy defined, go and execute. 
if you're on the hook for their success and you want to take that to heart, and usually that's really helping you grow in the business, then you might as well have those pulse, regular pulse checks with your client and make sure that, that they implement those because that's what is going to actually bring them back. And, you know, that sometimes makes the biggest difference in the relationship with a client, and it may take the least effort. It's interesting, and people still don't do it with their clients. Wow. You know, just um, getting them to to take action on your advice and direction, because, I mean, that's all we yeah. are when when we're in this, um, you know, when we're in this space is we're consulting and we're giving information and it's getting them to take action. So I was funny enough not to go too far off, but I was on a call last night and and the comment was always with a preface of, you know, you can do this as long as you take action. You will be successful as long as you take action. And I think that relates everywhere in every yeah. business that in, 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 to be able to create those systems and set expectations for your clients that you're working with. Um, if you just take that extra step, like you mentioned and, and help them take action, then they're going to succeed. And their success is meaning that they're going to be happy with your service, come back again or refer others to you. So love that little, yeah. little sideline of putting a system in place ensures that you're going to get, satisfied customers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, that, and and it helps you get to the root of, of the problem. Right. If they don't have success and your service is good, it means that there was a problem around the execution somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and I can only go so far as to bring you to the take the horse to to the water tank. I can't make them drink, so Yeah, of course. <laughs> they have to be involved with with that as well, but I love the idea of But of you know, some people think up. that bringing the horse close is a hundred meters away. Some people think that bringing the, the horse close is an inch away. Stick in his face. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's, it depends like how much you want to give, how, how much, right. you, how close you really want to bring them, yeah. Right, and, and I think that's, that's the piece that really takes a company from being good to great, Yeah, is that, that extra step, that extra initiative, um, making sure that that what you're offering is really truly getting them the results that they're looking for. So love yeah, this. Yeah, love this conversation. Okay, so um, take me through some other parts because you know when I when I came into this conversation, I thought we we're going to talk more about operations and making sure we do that. We got through some interesting add-ons with marketing and client delivery, which you know are fantastic, but. Talk to me a little bit about the operations of the company so that we can ensure that we're getting more done with less time, right? And we can start, you know, doing the things that we want to do in our business and even in our personal lives, because we, the, the, always the story is, you know, let me just put in more hours, right? Let me just do more and I'll get better results, which isn't always the process, correct? Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely, that is true. So when it comes to when it comes to business operations, there are a few there are a few moving parts that I always that I always keep in mind. And yeah, we did talk about you know marketing and focusing on the on the money coming in. Basically, we did talk about setting goals and and specific targets, and that influences a lot. Definitely, the, the, I mean, I've seen simply companies that it, they just simply double everything in their business just because they attach numbers to it. Right, um, right. And, but, but there's one component which usually business operations is more associated with, and it's basically streamlining the execution without, within the business. 
Like in general, when you just hear, hear the term, how streamlined is your business? Like people kind of understand and they feel like uh, it's not that streamlined, even if they don't know exactly how to articulate what that means, but they kind of know what it means. It means that business is going smooth. It means that you don't have headaches. It means that you don't have to stay until 10 p.m. and work in your business, right? right. And, and that, that component in itself of streamlining the business so that it works smooth has to do with planning and execution in itself. They go hand in hand. And um, if it was, my ideal client usually are people that are overwhelmed in their business, that they do a lot of work themselves. And then yes. this component starts and we're, we're looking and we're analyzing what happens in the business. So in, in this part of the operation, which has to do with streamlining your business, a few components are really breaking down and understanding what are your departments in your business? What are the mm. main activities in your business? Who does what? And then what specifically do you do in, in each of those departments, for example? And yeah. we, we've just, we mentioned already a few departments in the, <clears throat> in the business from marketing uh, to delivery. Uh, I would put at the top of them all, offer research and development or R&D, which is basically the brains of the business in itself. It's like high level, what is the niche that I'm into, you know, all, all of those things. But then once that is set up, which is just in the startup phase, you know, you have the marketing, you have the delivery to your client, you have product development where you're actually developing your product. And again, just mm -hmm. like the de delivery, it may take longer, it may take less. For a software company, it takes a lot longer, that product right. development. Um, for a coach, it may take nothing because there are just a few pieces and questions that they have on a, on a piece of paper for some, right? And, and that's enough. It's a lot about conversation and awareness to a client. Um, and, then, uh, and then you have, you know, supporting ones like uh, finances um, in, um, and then administration, human resources. So those are supporting ones for the rest of the business. And then you look in and you say, okay, who, what are the main processes? How do we do marketing? How do we do client delivery? How do we do, how do we develop our product? How do we do human resources and, and, and hiring and developing the talent inside of our company? How do we do our finances and, and manage our, our, our finances? And each of those has to have processes. Now, a lot of companies don't even do that because the owner has it on in its head and they do it themselves. And that is basically where the main blocker happens. Like right. this is the stage where it happens. It's a combination of, uh, of, okay, Mr. Business Owner, what do you do day to day? And how documented are those things that you do day to day? So it's a combination. And they go hand in hand because business owners tend to not document things until they're so overwhelmed and they finally realized, man, uh, rather than getting a divorce, because I'm not spending any time with my family and with kids, and my kids are growing up and I don't even know them, I should hire somebody. So then- <laughs> A little this is the too thing. late, but yes. <laughs> yeah, a little too late, yeah. Uh, but this is this is the change, and, and this is what streamlining business means, really understanding all the processes, what are actually you doing in your company, and who does it, or who should do it. And then we have the project management component and productivity, which says about, okay, how well do we do it? How do we make sure that it gets done? So that's all the project management, productivity, task tracking, you know, all the meanings that you have for that. Um, yeah. I mean, I could go further into discussing uh, about the, no, the owner, I like issue, it. but I want to take but, the direction that you want. But, but, this is, but this is really what owners forget 
um, my experience is, is that the clients that I'm working with, they, they had this genius idea, whatever it was, and then they, they just jumped to the fifth floor and started chasing clients and putting out fires. They didn't do the setup and the structure that a really successful business has in place, such as systems and, and the strategy and the what's the most efficient way to move the client or to move the product out the door or to get your employee to do what you want them to do. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, and I think these systems are so important. And and as we've discussed today, there's there's marketing, delivery, there's HR, there's operations, there's financial, there's, you know, everything has a system to it. And the point that you really brought to heart is that if you don't do it early enough, you're going to be staying there till 10 o'clock at night. You probably missed some opportunities and you probably damaged your personal life trying to get this massive ball up the hill. And so when do you think is the most opportune time to start systematizing your business? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I believe that systematizing your business should be done right away. That anytime. doesn't mean yeah, <laughs> anytime. Now, yesterday. <laughs> that doesn't mean necessarily that you have to start hiring right now. Right. But you should have systemizing your your uh, your business has to do with getting on the road of breaking down what happens in your business, isolating components and see them see them as different um, as different components. In I think that is what is in the E Myth book is one of the one of the really good books when it comes to business operation. Um, and the and the uh, the author said that you know you should break down your departments and sub departments and put your name on each of those like you are the yeah, owner the, you're the, the director hierarchy. I call them director yeah exactly I call them the director of it because this way you don't mix marketing with operation you don't mix support with human resources right it's like you're putting your you're putting yourself in the shoes of a director for human resources. And this is where this is where it starts is understanding that there are three layers of, of type of activities that you have in your business. No matter if you're the business owner, if you're um, if you do everything or if your team does a lot of things themselves, there's execution, management and directing. So what you want is to start uh, systemizing your business by and standardizing all the operations by removing yourself as much as possible from the execution side. And then moving into delegating that execution to other people. And then you're just managing them and you're taking care of the high level business of the director, which is the strategy, the numbers, the the direction where the company is going. And then once that is more streamlined, you remove yourself even from management, you hire managers and they are going to do the management. And now you're just doing the high level, you know, directing. You're you're telling the main strategies for, for some of the departments. And then you start hiring directors in in some of those departments. Maybe you're going to just get stuck with a single department like marketing or delivery, which usually is one of these two that that the business owners, because business owners, either they're really experts in something and that has to do with the delivery or the product development, or you're just a a very entrepreneurial mindset from the beginning and then you focus on on the sales. So I would say that start as early and start... 
uh, with with uh, documenting the standard processes with the highest level ones. How do we do marketing? How do we get people from lead gen to and the conversion points high level? Mm-hmm. So you start with everything that is high level and you delegate all that are low level. Basically, you don't yeah. uh, you delegate the execution side and and that's how you should start. But I would Fantastic. say do not delegate until you start documenting, until you have documented what you plan to delegate. And you don't have to document like everything, completely everything. No, when you define that, uh, I think I'm ready to delegate this because it's eating a lot of time. It's execution. I can just create a procedure for it. Then you just create that procedure step-by-step what you need to do and maybe hire a VA or, or an assistant or, you know, you don't need a high specialist in that stuff. area. <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah, Subcontract something that are isolated. Yeah. I love that. And, and I like the way that we looked at the high level because um, I, I, I often say in, in, in my space, you know, the CEO is not the chief everything officer, but the leader <laughs> of the company. And I'm going to steal your director of the company because their, their deal is to direct what everybody does, even if you're directing yourself on this specific um, position, but to direct others. And then the only way you can do that is by knowing the big picture and then the layers down. So yes, um, um, I did read the e-myth. I use it regularly. And um, I start with a, a, a hierarchy. Um, where, yeah. who, who's running this? And how many people do I need in here? And where are there key revenue generators that need to be focused on? And where are the ways that I can trim and, and reduce costs and expenses and, and create more out of the business? So yeah, that's a, that's a really good point to really drive that hierarchy um, chart. Uh, and figure out who's who needs to be there and where you shouldn't be as the business owner. You shouldn't be doing the low end tasks at, at yeah. a lower price. You can hire someone to do that. Exactly. And, but, but I love it because you can't do it until you create a pro or you shouldn't do it until you create you a process yeah. that is duplicatable that you can show and give direction because your worst um, money suck in your business is to have people sit there not knowing what to do. Yeah. Some people just get stuck in in the in the stage where, yeah, but you know they're not going to do it like I can do it. They're just right. Not it's easier for me. Yeah, and you know the the worst problem with that, it's actually not even the fact that it's just taking time right now. The worst problem is that it's hard. It hardens the belief in your mind that others can do it, hmm. and. Uh, now I your can business tell. Will uh, hit a ceiling if you if it's only you and your business. Your business, I promise you, listeners, your business will hit a ceiling, and it'll be a low ceiling if you don't bring people in to do the things that you shouldn't be doing. And the the, the more time it passes, the harder it gets. The more mm-hmm. that belief gets stuck in there. But then you know you can just look at your numbers, and they're going to be the proof. Your mm, business will not so grow. True. So true. There's no way. There's there's always a complete correlation between us, between these numbers, right? That the belief gets hardened and hardened in your mind that yeah, you know, nobody can do it like I can do it. Well, you know what? They don't have to do it like you can do it. Close enough. Eighty percent is good. Eighty yeah, <laughs> percent right? is good because it frees up your time to go do the things that are more impactful to the business that only you can do. That only you, you can hire do. someone to do the things that others can do. They don't have to be perfect but they can do it. Great, great concept here. 
Okay, Aristotle. So tell me, where can listeners find out more about you and One Day CEO? Yeah, um, we have a we have a, um, a community, our Facebook community. It's a free community for for CEOs, and it's at onedayceo.com/slash. FB group from Facebook group uh, as a shortcut if, if you want to join the community over there and just you know feel more inspired and get more information um, and if you if you want to have a, a pulse check on your business mm. we have put together a quiz that you can just take and it, it's like a doctor's appointment uh, it's it's got a ton of questions in there like I don't know 15 or 20 questions that are really meant to help you identify the, the operations health of your business. Like wh- how healthy is your business? How set for scale is it? And you can get that at one. And by the way, one day CEO, it's with a number one, not, not with letters. So it's at one day slash quiz. And that's how basically you can, you can see uh, those questions and, you know, just take that assessment, just go into those questions. I'm sure that it's going to give you uh, our listeners um, a really good pause and makes you say, huh, <laughs> when you're going to read that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that's important. You, you can't fix anything unless, unless you recognize that it might be broken or bent. It doesn't have to be fully broken. It could just be yes. bent and you can straighten it up and make it better. And I think the, the, the analysis that we have to do looking on our business not necessarily in our business on a regular basis is yeah. essential to being able to scale and take yourself. Yeah. To the is next that level. awareness that mm-hmm. most business owners just lose out of sight? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, listeners. I hope you found an idea or two that you can put into your business that will help your business be more profitable. I know this, uh, this systemizing your business and really doing things is going to take you to the next level. So consider what um, what he's offered as um, some some pieces that you can use and go get those right now. Um, and always now more than ever, you need to have a profit plan, right? This is all about what we've been talking about. Go pick up my five ways to turn your business into one we're selling right now. You can get that on my website at trajectorybiz.com. And we would love to hear your questions, feedback, or just, you know, comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us where your problems are. Tell us what system you put in place that changed your business. We will love to comment on that. And don't forget, subscribe so you can hear more information on next week's show. As always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thank you so much. 